What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Tuesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB, E-T-H-O-S, FantasyBB. That's where we post all of our new podcasts, articles, different news and notes. Everything on the baseball side gets shared out on Twitter at EthosFantasyBB, so make sure you're following. And if you're not on Twitter, you can check out that same content at SportsEthos.com, as well as a ton of other stuff. We got all four major sports. There's DFS, wagering. There's literally everything. You guys need to check out SportsEthos.com for yourself if you haven't done so already. Now, today we're going to be looking at some mailbag questions that you guys sent in. As always, I really appreciate you guys helping out with the engagement of the show. Typically, Tuesdays are long work days for me, so that's generally what I've been doing these last couple of weeks. Uh, those are the days where I get off later, and it's harder to, to plot out a show on those days where I'm working the entire day. I don't get off until about 6.37 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, so... Typically, Tuesdays are going to be mailbag episodes going forward, but we are going to get through these questions here. And I'll just say one more time off the top. I said it last time we did one, but I appreciate all questions. Everything that you guys are doing in terms of engagement on posts, all of that is super appreciated. Try and keep it to redraft if possible. There are great dynasty minds out there. Eric Cross, Chris Clegg, uh, Chris Welsh, James Anderson. There are tons of people out there who are more than happy to field questions regarding Dynasty. They're all great people. They've all been on the show before, and they will happily answer your questions if you add them on Twitter or in their Patreons, Discords. That's just not my typical cup of tea, Dynasty. There might be the God question I see. It's like, yes, this is a clear cut. Yes, uh, but a lot of the time, value is very skewed, and it's not what I focus on the most. So try and focus on redraft questions if you can. Of course, if you really got a Dynasty question, I'll do what I can to help you out there. We got a couple that we're going to talk about today. Uh, mixed in with the rest of the questions. But let's get it going here. Uh, first question from Gabriel. Should I drop Ezekiel Duran for Bryson Stott? This one, I think, is is pretty close. Like, Duran has been really doing so well before he went down on the injured list, of course. That was a couple days ago. He'd missed a good you know week before that, but he actually only officially went on the 10-day IL uh, on May 27th, which was retroactive to the 24th. So it's actually not going to be so long that he's out. He's been cooking. He's batting over 300 for the season. He's got seven homers, three steals. He's been doing very, very well. But Bryson Stott has kind of made a bit of a comeback here in the fantasy scene these last couple of weeks. If you just look at the last two weeks, he's 15 for his last 45, three homers, three steals. He's doing really well. He's also leading off pretty regularly for that Phillies lineup. I would be okay with making the switch there. I think that it's a, it's it's close, and there's a decent chance that Duran could outperform him over the rest of the season. But I'd have no problem at all if you wanted to make that switch and get Bryson Stott into your lineup. Uh, there's a couple of questions about Ellie De La Cruz. And uh, to address them, I'll just kind of go over a lot of them at once because there's a lot of people asking, should I add him? Should I do this? Should I do that? He is worth adding. He is worth using a waiver claim on, I think. Now, there's been talk uh, from Reds beat writers that it's going to probably be this weekend home stretch where he is called up. Finally, we still don't really know. But I, I would expect that it's not going to be too long until we see Ellie De La Cruz at the Major League level. So for the guys asking, well, should I use waiver priority? Should I add him? Should I do, like, Yes, you should be adding him. He is somebody that has absolute game-changing fantasy potential. We were looking at his stats yesterday on Twitter. He's just done amazing things in the minor leagues. He's walking a lot. He's hitting homers. He's stealing bases. He's a five-category stud that people are literally comparing to like Fernando Tatis Jr., O'Neill Cruz, kind of like those are the comps that people throw around for him. 
again, I don't focus enough on the minor leagues to know if those are fully accurate, but just looking at his stat lines, they're just so ridiculous. Every day, I feel like I see a tweet about him or Christian Encarnacion Strand. They're both going to be up sooner rather than later, and I think that they're both well worthy of a stash. But number one waiver priority, I think it is worth using on Ellie Dela Cruz. Of course, that probably does depend a little bit on your league size. If it's a deeper league, then more inclined to do so. There are less options on the waiver wire. But I do think that, yes, uh, Ellie Dela Cruz is worth using an add-on. Now, another question. Again, there's a few questions regarding the Reds here. Uh, how do you see the playing time working out between McLean, India, and Ellie Dela Cruz? That's honestly a really tricky question. Now, I know there was a piece that went out the other day from, I think it was written by Ken Rosenthal, talking about how Jonathan India would likely be somebody that, not even likely, but a potential odd man out. I really don't know that that's going to be the case. I think that what they're going to do, honestly, India is going to be at second base. I would expect McLean's probably going to be at short. And then I would expect Dela Cruz is probably going to get third base reps. Now, that also begs the question of what to do with Strand. But there are a lot of guys on this roster who are you know, more on the iffy side. Nick Senzel, Will Benson, Stuart Fairchild. You know, there's, they're okay, but there's also not guys that I think are so, so locked into their spots necessarily. So I think there is some room for them to move these guys around and they'll find their playing time. I don't know if it'll be everybody has their own set spot. It might be a little more um, a little more loose than that. We might have guys that some days are at third, some days they're at second. But regardless of how it actually ends up playing out, I think that McLean, India, and Ellie Dela Cruz are all going to play regularly once Dela Cruz is up uh, in the big leagues. And again, I don't think that will be too long. But I also think it's crazy, the thought that, you know, they're going to do something with Jonathan India. And they're not going to do anything with McLean either. Like, he's come up and he has been incredible. Like, he's had 50 at-bats. He's got 19 hits, a couple homers, and a steal. He's looked really good. So I think that they're all going to get their their share of playing time uh, when Ellie Dela Cruz comes up. I wouldn't worry about India getting traded, McLean getting sent down. I don't think that'll be the case. I think they'll let the young guys roll because they have no reason not to once they're called up. And I think that we'll see probably fairly regular playing time from all of them once that is the case. Royce Lewis or Matt McLean. This is a 12-team head-to-head Cats redraft. It's tricky. It's really tricky. They're both... I mean, I'd probably still say Royce Lewis, but at the same time, McLean has been just so good. I think I think Lewis is probably the way to go. I think the pedigree is higher there. I think there's... For both of them, there's still five-category upside, but I think that the potential for Royce Lewis is, is a bit higher. It might even be a lot higher in the long term, and I might just be skewed because of the recent results from Matt McLean. They've been really, really good early returns from him at the big league level. But I still think that Royce Lewis is the guy that I would probably be leaning towards there. Another question here, it's very similar. Uh, rank Lewis, McLean, and Ellie Dela Cruz. Once he's up... I feel like, honestly, it would be Dela Cruz 1, and then Lewis 2, and then McLean 3rd. I think that's how I, I would rank them. You never really know how a guy is going to play out at the major league level, but I think Ali Dela Cruz is about as sure of a thing as we've seen in a, in a good couple of years. Anyway, a prospect on the same level as your Wander Franco's and your Vladdy Guerrero's, and that kind of level prospect, Tatis, O'Neill Cruz, like that kind of player. So I do think that he would be the guy I'd prioritize, despite the fact that he's never swung a bat in a major league game. He'd still be the guy that I think... Uh, I think I would go with there. It's, it's, it's tricky. You never really know, uh, but the potential is so stupid high for him. It is for all three of them, but Dela Cruz, I think, is just a touch ahead of the other guys. Uh, Ahmed Rosario has been terrible this year, and he was last year as well for certain stretches. Do I wait to see if he turns it around, or is he a cut in 12s? I think he's pretty borderline in 12s. I mean, I have him in a couple of 15-team leagues, and there's just not really many options there, deep 15-team leagues. 
I think in the 12, it's probably pretty borderline. It really depends on how you're using him. If he's a utility guy for you, it's a lot easier to let go of than if he were to be your starting shortstop in your lineup. Let me just take a look at a couple of waiver wires here for 12-teamers. I mean, depending on your waiver wire, you might find a guy like Bryson Stott. You might find you know, Orlando Arcia. There are certain guys that you can get by with. I think at the end of the day, I might want to bank on Ahmed Rosario turning it around more so than I'd want to just be bouncing around waiver wire guys. But I, I think it's a totally reasonable cut at this point. He has he's been really bad. I think he'll turn it around, but you know, batting two thirty eight, he's only hit one homer. He's stealing bases, but that's about the only positive you can see out of him at this point. So I would be okay well, with dropping him. I wouldn't. Again, it's a tricky one because you could go either way, and there's a good possibility that he does end up. You know, outperforming what he's done to this point of the season. It's a common thing in fantasy we forget about. You're not paying for the production that has happened so far. You're only getting what has yet to come if you're adding a player or trading for him. But I still think ugh, it's it's honestly really team-dependent. If you want to send me another question, uh, Toolsy, if you want to send me a follow-up and just say, like, who are the options on the waiver wire? Because I think it really does depend on a lot more than just it's a 12-team league. I want to know if it's a roto, if it's a head-to-head categories, what, if there's inf- um, middle infield, utility spot, like I need to know a little bit more, I think, there. But in a vacuum, I would be pretty okay with letting Rosario go. Next question we got here is kind of an interesting one as well. James Outman or Alex Kirloff in an OBP league. Alex Kirloff is an OBP darling. Obviously, the guy walks quite a bit. Even this year, it's like a 15% walk rate. And that's nothing against James Outman. He's walking almost 10% of the time. Uh, but that really elite walk rate in OBP is more likely to come from Alex Kirloff. Now, the rest of the production, I think you're going to get more well-rounded production out of James Outman. Sometimes we do that if it's an OBP league and we'll only like zero in and focus on the on-base percentage. The other four categories still count just as much. You're going to get more steals from Outman. You're probably going to get probably a few more homers out of Kirloff and then batting average. I mean, a batting average, I guess, doesn't really matter. I guess at that point, it's more about the counting stats. I would rather trust the guy in the Dodger lineup than the Twins lineup. I think I would take Outman. As rough as it's been recently, I think he was the guy that I would go for here. Traded for Altuve and gave up Eloy Jimenez in a head-to-head 10-team cat. Thoughts on each player rest of the season. Uh, thinking of trading Glaber Torres and he could buy Lowe's. Those ones are always really tricky. It really is. Uh, the market in every league is so random. I typically look at like the ranking because a lot of people do look at rankings, more casual players especially, and see, okay, He's ranked 205th. Let me try and get a player who is within the same kind of range. Of course, it depends on what site you're playing on, how deep your league is, and your league mates. Those kind of questions are very tricky. But traded for Jose Altuve and gave up Eloy Jimenez, that's a huge victory, I think, however you slice it. I think that Eloy is just a ticking time bomb, constantly worried about injuries with him. When he's out there, he's great, but he's just not out out there enough consistently for me to say that I, I'm that confident in him. If you're getting a guy like Jose Altuve back in a, in a trade like that, then I, I think you've come out on top here. Jose Altuve batting so far 355 through his first 31 at-bats. He's not going to keep up that pace, but he's a stud. He's had a couple of dingers. He had a grand slam the other night. Actually, that was yesterday he hit the grand slam. He's just been really good. He is just a fantasy stud, and he is the guy that I would take there easily. Easy, 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 uh, easy <laughs> Jose Altuve in that trade. Uh, now we get to one last uh, question here. It's a dynasty. Actually, sorry, there's two questions. Uh, this one's a dynasty one. Would you trade Ellie De La Cruz for Keller? I assume we're talking Mitch Keller, and it would be a hard no for me. As much as Keller has turned it around, pitching is devalued in dynasty leagues because there's a lot more volatility there. Ellie De La Cruz, again, I don't make dynasty rankings or prospect rankings, but he's right 
pretty damn close to the top. I don't know if Mitch Keller has really gone up that far this season. I mean, he has. He's gone up. But I don't know if it's that much to to have attained the level of Ellie De La Cruz in a dynasty format. I don't think that that is I, – I, I really don't think that's the case. So I, I would be taking uh, De La Cruz. I think the potential is a lot higher. And like I said, there's so much more volatility with pitchers. You just never really know. Um, I think De La Cruz is the safer play there. Next question. Uh, last question, actually. 12-team head-to-head cats. Drop Martin Perez for Logan Allen. Martin Perez, he's actually pitching today. Got roughed up by the Tigers. I think he's okay. I think Martin Perez is kind of just a guy that doesn't really impress me so much uh, on the start-to-start basis. Very, very happy to exchange him for Logan Allen if you're able to. That is a win for me. If you, I mean, Logan Allen's still available in a lot of leagues still as a, as a side note. 33% rostered. He's pitched 39 innings to a sub-3 ERA. He's got more strikeouts than innings pitched. He's pitching for not a great team, but a team that's better than what they've given you so far for sure. They should be able to turn it around. And he's coming off of a seven-inning shutout where he had 10 strikeouts. I'm going Logan Allen there pretty easily. Martin Perez can have some value for fantasy, but he's just not a guy I would value over Logan Allen. Guys, that's a quicker one. We didn't get as many questions. It's also very, very late in the day here, so I do apologize for putting out the show so late. But I will put out the tweet earlier next Tuesday, and we'll do these mailbags uh, as regularly as we can. I'm not, I haven't been as active on Twitter recently. Uh, you know, I've talked about it a lot. There's been a lot of stuff going on in my life. Haven't been as active, but I do want to get to your questions where I can, as much as I can, and I'll do that here on the mailbags at least once a week, and maybe we'll do another one. Uh, later on in the week, just, you know, maybe not a full mailbag show, but just questions or, you know, some questions at the end or something. Uh, but guys, thank you, though. I really appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. Same thing, not the same thing. We're going to talk fantasy baseball. We'll talk news of the day. Maybe we'll touch on some streamers and just any other big pertinent news we'll go over. But reach out, uh, reach out on Twitter at JoeOrico99. Ethos Fantasy BB is where we have all of the content you guys can check out. And, of course, sportsethos.com is the website for you guys to be taking a look at all of our sports, not just baseball. But, guys, that'll do it for me. Take care. Have a great night, and we will see you tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers.